Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Father's Wisdom to His Children uh, that they can pass on to the next generation. I'm a strong believer that uh, the Father should teach by passing on uh, things that He has learned and mistakes that He has made also. Uh, Benjamin Franklin had a a quote that I live by and basically that quote goes by uh, the statement of saying that uh, the steps to wisdom is the steps to knowing the things that you're ignorant of and living in the capitalist society that we live in one of the things that I have to pass on to uh, young blacks, especially my children, uh, what role are we playing in this uh, society? You know, what are what is our spending habits? One of the things I want to talk uh, briefly about today is that I've talked about how to figure out what your net worth was. And I keep focusing on network, and I'm sure that my son Tyrone uh, wants me to move on. But the key to being successful, improve a quality of life in America is that you have to uh, figure out how much of your earn that you can hold on to. And one of the things <clears throat> that I wanted to go back and take a little research on is what do... African Americans uh, spend most of their money on. I looked at an article in the U.S. Today, uh, Tough Choices for Tough Times, that was written by Yolanda uh, Young. And I thought it was very impressive because it tied back to the, the first episode I gave you where I was really disturbed to see that a net worth of blacks in Wisconsin versus to whites were... 6,000 versus 200,000. And I wanted to do some research and see what's causing that. So the first thing I'm taking a look at is uh, a spending uh, habits. Now, this study was done by the uh, Target uh, market company, and they track uh, black consumer spending. And uh, one of the things that was alarming to me is that they were saying that Blacks spend a significant amount of their income on discretionary uh, products. And in 2002, uh, uh, they spent around $22 billion in clothing, $3.2 billion uh, was spent on electronic items, $11.6 billion in furniture, which homes that they did not own. And among the favorite purchases in uh, for blacks was 12% of the population that we represent, yet we spent 30% of the countries. Uh, we purchased 30% of the scotch uh, in the country. And uh, also in a city like Detroit, we purchased 80% of the cognac. And... 
I'm not saying that all those things are not good, but I'm still looking for what are we doing to build our net worth. And the report also showed that uh, $46.7 billion was spent on cars. And I always call that uh, a rust investment because if you own it long enough, eventually it's going to uh, depreciate to rust. And uh, we spend a lot of money on plasma screens, which uh, I don't know, watching sports and things are very important. I do it myself. Uh, it's, it's also important to look at the one of the things about learning and what's going on around us is in books. And it was alarming for me to see that uh, $356 million was spent on the books, but it had dropped to $303 million. Also, uh, I was looking at uh, the ratio between owning homes uh, blacks were at uh, 50% of families own home versus 7% of whites owning home. And that's important because owning homes is considered a part of the equity in it or once you pay for it as part of your net worth, where renting a home for 20 years is not considered a part of your net worth. And I think it's very important that uh, we take a look at the net worth According to this uh, uh, a mutual fund by Swabs in 2003, I was looking to see what else are we doing towards our net worth. And 30% of African Americans earning $100,000 a year had less than $5,000 in retirement. That's scary because that means that our net, that would be one of the answers of why uh, net worth in uh, white families was 100000 and net worth in black families was 6000 that I'm looking at. I'm still researching to come up with more information in that area. But while 79% of white uh, invest in stocks, only 61% of African Americans did, uh, looking at the uh, spending habits, uh, you might be surprised that uh, $631 billion uh, is spent each year by the African-American family. And some reports say that the income that comes through our families is would make us one of the 17th richest nations in the uh, world. And that's something I think that... Uh, we should pay close attention to. I also wanted to take a look at some of the other data that uh, was showing. So I went back and looked at uh, what are we doing there. So I went back to this firm with Target Market uh, News released the 15th Annual Buying Power of Black. America, and you can look this up on the internet for yourself, but I just wanted to see where are we compared to when uh, Yolanda wrote this report. And during the recession, uh, some of our spending has changed. Uh, the report uh, 
analysis spins uh, that black holes, black households are beginning to spend uh, more money on things to go in their homes, such as furniture. But uh, we noticed that there's been a tremendous uh, drop in giving to nonprofits, which is dropped by 16%. Uh, purchase of items related to home continue to increase. Appliances were up 27%. Uh, computers were up 28%. Uh, but we are still facing some crisis. And this study that came out said uh, we have $803 billion coming through our neighborhoods a year, and we would rank 17th among uh, the economics in the world. And that's a, a quite a bit of money is coming. So I want to take a look and see um, what do we spend our money. Uh, parcel products we're spending right at $26.9 billion. Appliances, $2.2 billion. Alcohol, $2.8 billion. Uh, Non-alcoholic beverages, we were uh, spending right at $3.1 billion. Books, $289 million. Cars and trucks, a whopping $31 billion. Computers, $3.5 billion. Uh, consumer electronics, four point. Five billion uh, uh, contributions. We gave eleven billion. Education. We spent seventy-one billion. Entertainment and leisure, two point eight billion. Food, sixty-five billion. Gifts, three point five billion. Healthcare, twenty-eight billion. Uh, as you can see, we spend quite a bit of money, housing and related charges, $166 billion insurance, $19 billion, which insurance is what I want to talk about today. And that is, how do we go about, after we spend these millions and billions of dollars, uh, and we begin to build our net worth, how do we go about protecting that uh, net worth. And one of the ways that we have to go about protecting that net worth is for us to understand the importance of insurance. And basically, insurance, are, we have to insure those things that we have spent long periods of time building up and uh, we cannot replace immediately. Um, we must understand that our net worth can be wiped out very quickly if we're hit with uh, an emergency where we cannot uh, replace those items. And we want to uh, address the issue which I hear uh, constantly uh, Buying insurance and relationship to trusting God. I want to make it perfectly clear I do trust God, but I trust Him to give me the wisdom to do the things that I should do uh, on this planet. And one of those things is, is I definitely believe, is insurance. Uh, we need to uh, talk about our insurance and how it can protect us and what. Uh, basic types of insurance. One of the first insurance uh, things that I want to talk about 
as life insurance, uh, uh, health insurance, homeowners insurance, and auto insurance, and why they're important. Uh, most uh, employees uh, give a good health insurance. Uh, at my job, I had insurance, but one of the things I did with uh, uh, a notice about insurance, one size doesn't fit all, so I want to make sure that my life insurance, if something were to happen to me, that there would be enough monies left behind that could pay the home off, uh, give the wife the resources to uh, continue to take care of the children and send them to college and give them a decent future. So I carried uh, four to five times my salary uh to ensure that uh, she would have the funds that uh, she needed. And one of the things in doing my research on insurance, I was found that 45% of uh, Americans don't carry any insurance. And to me, that's playing Russian roulette with uh, your net worth because medical, auto, uh, fire, anything can wipe that all wipe all of that away quickly. Life insurance falls into two broad uh, categories, whole and term insurance. Now, whole life insurance uh, is known as, uh, some call it the permanent insurance, and it is insurance that once you pay into it, um, uh, and at death, whole life costs a whole lot more than term, but at the at the death, you're looking to get some cash value back from that insurance policy. And those are pros and cons about that. Now, term insurance is basically what it's saying. Uh, you're paying uh, term insurance. And the reason I carry term insurance is in case something happened until I was able to build up a uh, sizable network that the family would be able to continue uh, because I had a good insurance policy there. Now, uh, even after uh, building the net worth, I still carry uh, term insurance. And I carry the term insurance to the point where if something happened to me, the children are grown, but I wanted to make sure that the wife is taken care of, uh, the uh, building net worth up by paying off the homes and, and no bills and our savings with 401ks and things of that nature. But making sure that, uh, which is her decision, we uh, don't carry four times as much, because, but we carry a considerable amount of life insurance of extra funds that will be there in the event of my death to make sure that her life will continue uh, with very few financial uh, problems. Uh, we have talked about uh, term insurance during this session, but I strongly recommend that uh, you get out and you read uh, about ins insurances and understand and pick the one which is uh, good for you. I like the idea of... Uh, Disability insurance, and I strongly recommend that you uh, go to the internet and read more about it. 
disability insurance is very important, especially in the young part of your marriage. Uh, because, uh, example, if I was in my 20s and something happened where I could not work and bring in a salary, I would not be old enough to get Social Security or would not have invested enough in my 401k. I paid enough in my home where I would have enough equity to live on. Uh, so at a young age, I think it's very important to have a disability insurance which would uh, continue uh, bringing income into your family to the point if you did not, I were not able uh, to work. Compared to myself, which uh, in a few weeks I'll be 68 years old, uh, I still carry insurance, but I, I can draw a social security with no penalty in there, and I can I'm drawing my pension with no problem, and I've uh, give all praise to God, I've been able to build up uh, my net worth to the point that we can live uh, a comfortable life. But if I were 20 or 25, I would not have those uh, things uh, where I could reach out if I needed them. And uh, even to my older listening audience, I uh, I understand that uh, 47 of you listening at the last episode, and I hope this will grow. Even as an older uh, person, I'm still concerned about one of the major things that will uh, knock the older generations uh, out of a basket of having a good net worth is a medical problem. So to try to safeguard that area as much as I possibly can, I uh, carry... Um, uh, still carry a health insurance, I still carry a life insurance, <clears throat> excuse me, I also carry Part A and Part B Medicare to uh, stop the transferring of uh, uh, net worth uh, out towards medical care. Uh, again, most people uh, prefer t- our term insurance of 100000 uh, more. Uh, uh, some want to, I would suggest reading about guaranteed renewable uh, insurance, meaning that when you get to a certain age, for example, I was carrying one insurance, and then when I got to uh, the end of the term of 20 years, uh, the company did not want to give me additional insurance without charging me a, a very high rate to continue it, you can avoid that if you have it written into your contract that you would be a guarantee that you can renew the term life at the end of the contract. And that's something I strongly suggest that uh, you uh, uh, check that. And one of the things I want to spend a few minutes discussing is that a leading cause of bankruptcy uh, in our country is uh, people who do not, don't have health insurance. And uh, because we are going to take care of our loved ones, if our mothers, cousins, children, uh, family member has to go in the hospital as uh, expected, we will spend every dime we can to bring them uh, uh, to good health. 
but we can help protect that net worth if we do have a good health insurance. Now, I know for many years, a lot of uh, my family members could not carry health insurance because uh, the jobs that they had and before the new insurance policy came out uh, under the Obama administration, it just not was not feasible for everyone to get it. But pretty much everyone there can get insurance and I can, uh, the journey that I have traveled for right at 45 years of marriage, there has been medical problems with the wife, the children, and myself that if I did not have health insurance, uh, I would uh, be in a very, very uh, serious situation. So make sure we read and we study up on the importance of uh, insurances. Now, there's different types of insurance. People, some talk about the traditional uh, indemnity insurance known as uh, free for serve. But in when reading up on that type of insurance, there's more uh, out-of-the-pocket expenses that you have to deal with. So I would make sure that I do a good study on that. Uh, there is the uh, preferred provide organization insurance, which uh, most times we hear it as the uh, PPO uh, type. It's a typical involved an agreement between uh, a group of uh, doctors and insurance company. I don't particularly myself care for that because the uh, I feel that the doctors put in a position to protect the insurance company. And I want my doctors to be more concerned about protecting me. That's just my own personal opinion uh, based on no driven uh, data. Uh, but I just feel strongly about that. Point of service plan. Uh, point of service plans uh, are much the same as the PPO. But uh, they introduce the portion about your primary care physician into the mix. And, and I like uh, having my own physician. That makes me uh, I feel very good. And there's another type of insurance, which is the health maintenance organization, uh, which we call HMO. Uh, and often it's, it's a closed panel HMO that are uh, less uh, costly. But then again, I'm looking for where can I get the best health services for my family. But these are different types of insurance that that you can look into. And I want to, again, talk to uh, uh, sons and, and my daughters uh, and owning your home, uh, make sure that you have uh, good insurance that's going to cover lightning uh, in case there's a fire or in case there is a tornado, or there's quite a bit of hail damage been taking place this year, explosives, uh, smoke damage, theft, uh, vandalism. So you have to make sure. And I even carry um, flood insurance. And I live in an area that they, they say that will not flood. But I've learned quickly that if it rains hard enough and long enough, I don't care where you live at, it'll flood. And it flooded here once out of 20 years, it flooded. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of damage done to the home, but there was people living in the neighborhood as much as 20 uh, 
thousand or forty thousand over for damage done. Luckily, I had insurance and I was able to fix the damage that was done. But for those families who did not have flood insurance in this community, they had to take money out of that net worth, which was their savings, 401ks, uh, refinance their homes and things, which cut down on the equity in their home. And you can guard against that by studying, checking with your insurance commission in your state to see what is the reputation of the insurances that you uh, consider purchasing. But you should, again, we're talking about after you build up your savings and your net worth, you have to build a fence around it to protect it from being wiped out. And one of the other things that I used to think about when you get uh, older, and once you have purchased your home, uh, your mother and myself, we had purchased a home, the home was paid for, and uh, we decided to quick deed the home over to the children, where the children would own it. And the purpose of doing that that uh, we had experienced in our families, both of our families, where when our parents got to the point that they were uh, medically in a position that they needed outside uh, government assistance uh, with health care, our home care, uh, one of the propositions before they could get that, they would have to uh, sell, uh, get rid of their property. And... In some cases, this property is something they had worked for all of their lives, and this was a very difficult thing for them to do to give it up. So to avoid that, uh, we want, it was going to go to our children anyway. We had our lawyer to draw up a plan that would be quick deeded to them, uh, yet would understand until your mother or myself uh, die, we still had the living rights to be in the home. And the home could not be sold or anything without the consent of all three children. And we like the three children and trust them to the point that we hope there's going to be one in there say they won't put us out of it. Uh, that's just a joke. We haven't had any problems with that. But uh, that's something that we should con consider. When you're looking at your home insurance, you should look at, you know, uh, read that contract and see what is the con uh, replacement Cost coverage. Uh, what does it? What does the contract? What does the uh, insurance contract says about uh, replacement cost uh, coverage? Extended replacement uh, cost coverage, uh, and that is to uh, pay for for losses up to certain percentage. But what I'm concerned about, and in fact, I'm going back and take another look at. My home insurance is the actual uh, cash value that will cover uh, my home. And we need to make sure that uh, we really uh, look into what would it cost to replace everything that, that we have in our uh, home. Because when we begin to look at the one that says, well, extended replacement of cost coverage compared to the actual cash value, that's a vast difference if you start to looking at what would it actually cost you to replace the 
things in your home. I think you should keep a, a detailed list, an inventory of everything that's in your home. Uh, take pictures, or you can take a movie, uh, but make sure that list, uh, those pictures or that movie is outside of the home. So if you need to go back in case of emergency and prove what you did have in that home, uh, it would be there. One of the things that I think this would be uh, take a video of it would be good. And this week we talked about uh, ensuring those things that you have built up in your net worth and make sure that you can protect them in case of emergency. Also, if you do not own a home, I would check your rental policy. Most policies do not carry in it the uh, coverage of the contents of your apartment. Meaning that if a fire was to break out and the uh, owner does not carry insurance, uh, then you've got a problem because you are going to have to uh, figure out how to get those things back without the assistance of an agreed upon uh, replacement of the items that you have lost in that uh, uh, rented apartment. Well, we're coming to the end of the fourth episode, and I hope this portion with insurance has helped you. I'm hoping next week to uh, spend 30 minutes talking about uh, what are we doing and teaching the next generation to make sure that they are registered to vote. And I'm not focusing so much on voting, but I am uh, concerned about the data that I'm looking at are... Uh, a lot of states and cities are using registered voters and those with driver's license to select the jury. And at the percentages that I'm seeing, it would look to me in most places across the country that if you're black, you would always be uh, looked at by a jury that was predominantly white. And our justice system is set up to, for us to be uh, reviewed by our peers. And I don't see how we can be reviewed by our peers if there's none of us uh, that's within the jury to uh, understand our culture, who lives in our neighborhood, and things of that nature. So we'll talk about that the next time. God bless until we meet again.